يقول الله سبحانه وتعالى وإذ قلنا للملائكة اسجدوا لآدم فسجدوا إلا إبليس أبا واستكبر وكان من الكافرين وقال الله سبحانه وتعالى قال يا إبليس ما منعك أن تسجد لما خلقت بيدي أستكبرت أم كنت من العالين قال أنا خير منه خلقتني من نار وخلقته من طين وقال الله سبحانه وتعالى يا أيها الناس إنا جعلناكم شعوبا وقبائل لتعارفوا إن أكرمكم عند الله أتقاكم وقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم لا فضل لعربي على أعجمي ولا لعجمي على عربي ولا لأحمر على أسود ولا لأسود على أحمر إلا بالتقوى وقال صلى الله عليه وسلم ألا إن في الجسد مضغة إذا صلحت صلح الجسد كله وإذا فسدت فسد جسد كله ألا وهي القلب الله سبحانه وتعالى has made it known to us in the Quran and likewise the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the sunnah that the most destructive of affairs and the most detrimental of them is the disease of the heart. Because the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said, Ala inna fil jasad mudra. There's a piece of flesh in the body. If it is pure and whole, the whole body is pure, whole and upright. And if it's corrupt, the whole body is corrupt. And that piece of flesh is the heart. So the worst type of disease is the disease of the heart. And some diseases of the heart are more detrimental and destructive than others. And from the worst diseases of the heart, that the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ, in his statements, in his actions, and of course the Quran warned against is the disease of the heart of Qawmiyya, Qabaliyya, Unsuriyya. The disease of the heart of nationalism, tribalism, and racism. Because you see, my brothers and sisters, you see this disease of the heart is linked to other fundamental major diseases of the heart. Major disease of the heart. Racism doesn't stand by itself is linked to other deep diseases of the heart. And one of the diseases of the heart that racism is linked to from the greatest of disease is kibr, pride. This kibr, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Man kana fi qalbihi mithqala dharrah la yadkhulu al-jannah man kana fi qalbihi mithqala dharrah min al-kibr. A person who has an atom's weight, the smallest minute weight of kibr, will not enter Jannah. And this kibber is the cause of the kufr, the disbelief of shaitan. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about shaitan, وَإِذْ قُلْنَا لِلْمَلَائِكَةِ اسْجُدُوا لِآدَمِ When we said to the angels, prostrate to Adam. فَسَجَدُوا الْمَلَائِكَةِ All the angels prostrated to Adam. إِلَّا Iblis, Except for Iblis. Why didn't he prostrate? Abba, he refused to do so, was stakbara, and he became proud and haughty, and he had kibber pride, wa kana min al kafirin. He became of the disbelievers. 
Because kibr, as the Prophet sallallahu explained, he said, al-kibr, pride, is batrul haq, rejection of the truth. So shaitan, he rejected the truth. Kibr, pride could take a person to that level because he's not from my nationality, because he was, he's of a certain skin complexion. Even if what he brings is the truth, I'm not going to accept it. And this is the way of the Yahud. That the Yahud, they knew the Prophet sallallahu what he came with was the truth, and he is the messenger of Allah. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about them, يَعْرِفُونَهُ كَمَا يَعْرِفُونَ أَبْنَاءَهُمْ That the Jews, they knew the Prophet sallallahu his description, the same way they know their own children. In fact, the Jews, before the coming of the Prophet sallallahu Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said about them, وَلَمَّا جَاءَهُمْ كِتَابٌ مِنْ عِنْدِ اللَّهِ مُصَدِّقٌ لِمَا مَعَهُمْ وَكَانُوا مِنْ قَبْلِ يَسْتَفْتِحُونَ عَلَى الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا فَلَمَّا جَاءَهُمْ مَا عَرَفُوا كَفَرُوا بِهِ فَلَعْنَةُ اللَّهِ عَلَى الْكَافِرِينَ Before the Prophet ﷺ came, the Jews used to say to the Mushrikeen in the Arabian Peninsula, a prophet is going to come. And when this prophet comes, we're going to destroy you as Allah destroyed Al-Ad. But when the prophet came, did they accept or did they reject? They rejected it. Why? Because as an Arab, is not from them. This is racism to reject the truth. Kibr. And Kibr is the cause of the racism of the first racist. And who is the first racist? Shaitan. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said about him in another ayah that Qala ya Iblis, Iblis, I ordered you to prostrate. What stopped you from prostrating? What was his reason? Allah Ta'ala asked him, are you proud and haughty? Or have you always been from the arrogant? What did Shaitan say? What was his justification? I am better than him. You created me from fire, you created him from clay. The same way the racists will say today, I am better than him. I am black and proud and he's white. I am better than him. I am white and he's black. I am better than him. I'm American, I'm British, he's African. I am better than him. I'm an Arab and just a Bengali. The same exact statement. This kibr, this is what it leads to. And that's why the Prophet wasallam said, kibr is also to nas. Kibr is to look down upon people. This is kibr, to look down on other people. And this racism is linked to another major disease of the heart, which is al-jahl. You see, ignorance is a disease. That's why the Prophet wasallam said, dawa'ul the medicine or the remedy for al-ay, which is jahal, is to ask. A person who has this in him, no matter how much he's memorized in the Quran or the Sunnah, is an ignorant person. Ignorant in knowledge and ignorant or in application. Is ignorant the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and ignorant of the reality of his own self. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ya you nas. All mankind, the whole of you, the black of you, the white of you, the Arabs of you, the Sri Lankans of you, the Indians of you, the Nigerians, the Togolese, all of you. Inna We created all of you. Min dhakarin wa unta. From one male and one female. Adam alayhi salam wa hawa. Wa ja'annakum. And we've made you all. Shu'uban wa qaba'ila. Nations and tribes lita'arafu. To know one another. Inna akramakum indallahi atqafum. Is an ignorant and ignoramus concerned the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah ta'ala said, وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ From the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, خَلْقُ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ 
the creation of the heaven and the earth, واختلاف, and the differences of your, of your alwanikum, of your colors, وألسنتكم, and your languages, and the tongues which you speak. In that is a sign للعالمين, those who possess knowledge. So this racism is ignorance. And that's why when the Prophet sahabi, not any other Sahabi, one of the greatest of Sahabi, he said to Bilal radiallahu an, in one narration, Ya ibn Sauda, the son of a black woman, but in the authentic narration, he said to Bilal, Ya ibn al-Ajamiya, son of a non-Arab woman, as an insult, derogatively. And look at the words people say nowadays, much worse than this. The Prophet said to him, Inna fiq, inna You have some jahiliya in you. And this is Sahabi radiallahu anhu. This racism is a disease of fisk that makes a person a fasiq, a person who's majorly disobedient and an evil liver. And what is the proof of this? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and ordered us, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, in the name of iman, all you will believe if you truly have iman. La yaskhar min qawm. A people should not mock a people because racism sometimes is justified in the name, I'm just joking. Making fun of people's accent, making fun of how people speak or their skin color, it's just a joke. It's just a joke. A lot of these racist jokes, people justify for them, it's just a joke. Allah Ta'ala said, La yaskhar min qawm. Asa an yakunu khayra minhum. And women should not mock another set of women because they may be better than you. The ulama say they may be better than you in the sight of Allah. Because as the Prophet said, The Prophet said, See the one that looks dusty, disheveled, his clothes is not clean. Like sometimes we see some of those laborers on the road, the people that sweep the roads or the toilets. And in most cases, they're from a particular or particular nationalities, and we look down upon them. The Prophet said about such a person. Maybe the one you look down upon, you see him like that, is positioned with Allah. Is such that if he swears by Allah, such and such will take place, such and such will take place. And yet we look down upon them. Maybe he's better than you, not now, but will be better than you in the future. And maybe even presently, he's better than you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala goes on to say, وَلَا تَلْمِزُوا أَنفُسَكُمْ Do not insult one another. Because one of the manifestations of racism and nationalism to show you're better to insult each another, uh, somebody else. But in this ayah, Allah ta'ala did not say don't insult one another. He said don't insult yourselves. Kaif, how does a person insult himself? He said, وَلَا تَلْمِزُوا أَنفُسَكُمْ Don't insult your own self. The reason that is, my dear brothers and sisters, your brother's honor is your honor. Your brother's wealth is your wealth. That's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said. Don't eat your own wealth. Because our wealth is our brother's wealth. Our brother's wealth is our wealth. Likewise, your brother's honor is your honor. So when you insult another person out of racism or nationalism or tribalism, all of us are human beings. It's as though you're insulting your own self anyway, another human being. Secondly, they say the reason Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says do not insult your own self is because the moment you start to insult people due to your racism and your ignorance and your nationalism and your tribalism and any call of jahiliyyah, the moment you do so, automatically by default you'll be insulted. That's why the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa said, May Allah curse the one who insults his own parents. 
So the Sahaba said, how does a person insult his own parent? He said, Yasubbu aba rajulin fayasubbu aba. He insults somebody's father. So what does the person do? He insults his father. Yasubbu umma rajulin. He insults somebody's mother that insults his mother. The moment you utter, it becomes a vicious cycle, racism. Towards people, they're going to insult you back. And they say, lastly, the ulama. The reason Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, do not insult yourself. You're not just insulting that person your own self. What are you insulting? Did this person choose to be created white? Did he choose to be created black? Did he choose to be tall? Did he choose to be short? Did he choose this for himself? Who chose this for him? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the default, the defect you find in him, the fault you find in him, what are you criticizing? It's like you find a wall that is not upright and is bent. Would you go to the wall and say, you stupid wall, how are you like this? Or would you blame the builder? So when you criticize a person, you look down on him for his skin color, his race, his nationality. Who are you criticizing? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why did he make him black? Why did he make him white? Why did he make him of this nationality? That's how deep it is. So the racist is a facet. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَلَا تَنَابَهُ بِالْأَلْقَابِ do not call each other by nicknames. A nickname is a common thing nowadays. Whether it's the N-word, whether it's the P-word, that we refer, people refer to each other. And unfortunately, in certain parts of the world, whether it's even the word Muhammad, that in some parts of the world today, not just, oh, I don't know your name, I call you Muhammad, Akhi, Ya Azizi. Most times, they refer to the laborers, even the non-Muslims, Ya Muhammad Ta'al. Ya Muhammad Ta'al. I used to reject this. I've worked in a school in some places where when they're looking for the cleaner, for the toilet, they say, Fay Muhammad, where's Muhammad? They don't know his name. All this, Ya Sadiqi, Ya Sadiqi. If it's said in a derogatory manner, do not call each other by nicknames. Allah Ta'ala said, How wretched is the name of Fisk after Iman? Meaning the ones who do this, they're Fasiqun. And to be a fasiq is not just merely upon the tongue, oh, you're fasiq. It has consequences. The fasiq cannot marry off his own daughter. It can't be a wali for her. It's shahada, it's testimony, it's never accepted. He cannot lead the people in salah. He can't even make the adhan. So people that utter these disgusting, filthy statements, they should know the consequence of it. That is from the major disgusting diseases of the heart. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala remove this from the ummah. And make us, as we're supposed to be, the best ummah. Because if you look all around the world today, or in history, where this filthy, disgusting thing is taking place, like Rwanda, for example, the Houthis and the Tutsis, they were killing each other. Do you know the only place they could find refuge was in the masjid? Because the Muslims there, they didn't practice this. They found refuge in the masjid. This was a da'wah. This was a propagation that brought them to the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wa aqulu qawli wa astaghfirullah. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين لا عدوان إلا على الظالمين والعاقبة للمتقين. so no doubt the issue of racism nationalism is a problem and many of us the ayat the verses I've read the hadith I've mentioned we know them many of us have heard them before but the problem with us is that these become abstract in our lives what are the practical steps we could take to alleviate this from our society practical steps. Because we read these ayat, we know these ahadith, what are the practical steps? The practical steps we could take to remove this from ourselves and from our hearts is to look at the best of example. The one Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said about, لَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنًا Indeed, and the message of Allah is a perfect example. He didn't just 
tell them the ayat, ahadith, he took practical steps. And from the practical steps he took, when the Prophet entered Medina, there was Aus and Khazraj, two different tribes. And they were both from Medina. But forget the tribes of Medina, there was the Muhajirun, those who came from Mecca. Those who came from Mecca to Medina. And he didn't just say to them, ikhwa, the believers are brothers. He took practical steps. Abdurrahman ibn Awf, he said, The Prophet he formed a bond of brotherhood between me from Mecca, because Abdurrahman ibn Awf was from Mecca, from the riches of the Sahaba. But when he left Mecca, the Mushriki said, if you want to go and join Muhammad in Medina, you cannot live with your wealth. So rich he was that his wealth will have changed the economy of Medina. They say you live with nothing. So when he arrived in Medina, he arrived destitute, impoverished, without a penny to his name. The Prophet ﷺ, he told Sa'd ibn Rabi' this is your brother. And he used to do this, Muhajir Ansar, like today I'll say, you're from Nigeria, you're from Sri Lanka, I join you two together. Be brothers. He used to join them like this. So Sa'd ibn Rabi' al-Ansari, he said to Abdurrahman bin Awf, Ana akthar al-Ansar malin. I'm the richest of the Ansar. Is he doing this to both? He said, I'll divide my wealth between me and you in half. This is the brotherhood they had. Practical brotherhood. And not just him, the rest of the Muhajireen, when they kicked out Bani Qurayda from Medina and they were dividing the land, the Prophet said, the Medina is yours. It's yours, you're the people of Medina. If you want, I could divide it only amongst you. If you want, I could divide between you and the people of Mecca. It's up to you. You know what the Muhajireen, the people of Medina, chose? Did they say, Arduna, this is our land, this is our country. You give them 20%, we take 75. They say, no, you cannot divide it between us and them. Nobody wants you to give it to them. We want you to give it all to the Muhajireen. And Abdurrahman bin Awf, is this was not enough to divide his wealth between him and Abdurrahman bin Awf, he said to Abdurrahman bin Awf, Waliya Zawjatan, I have two wives. Look at the one that attracts you the most, that you're most attracted to for my two wives. So that I may divorce her. When her idda is over, the waiting period, you could marry her. Subhanallah. Practical steps. I'm not advising anyone to do this, of course. Abdurrahman bin Aw said, May Allah bless you in your wealth and your family. Just show me the way to the marketplace. Practical steps that in our houses, we shouldn't just have people from our race, our nationality. Your children, wherever you're from, should know this is Uncle Suleiman, my Nigerian uncle. This is Uncle Qaysar, my Pakistani uncle. This is Uncle Abdullah from Sri Lanka. They shouldn't just see people from your race because it just be abstract knowledge. We have outside this masjid many different organizations, and there's nothing wrong with that to focus on your people in Dawah, whether it's the Nigerian community, Filipino community. But once in a while, invite somebody else from outside your community to give a lecture. Take these practical steps. We have, even after Juma Ahayat, you see everybody in their congregation. There's nothing wrong with that. Catch up on news back home, speaking your language, but try and break out of this shell as a group. You see a group of people from another race, another community, go and give them salam. It's sad just to see everyone in their own community, just like that, the Nigerians, the Ghanaians, the Sri Lankans. No, break out of that. Break out of that a little bit. So these are the practical steps. From the practical steps that the Prophet took that we need to take, the moment you smell it, you hear it, you need to rebuke it, you need to refute it, you need to speak against it. So the Prophet وسلم, something that was like almost like nothing, a muhajir and ansar, two youth were fighting. And the muhajir were like, go on muhajir. The ansar like, go on ansar, supporting. 
each group supporting their tribe. The Prophet said, leave this nonsense alone. muntina. You know muntina? Netting something that stinks, it is disgusting. It, the moment you hear it, speak against it immediately. Another practical step we should take. The Prophet said, لا تدخل الجنة حتى تؤمنوا. You will never enter Jannah until you believe. ولا تؤمنوا حتى تحابوا. You will never believe until you love one another. Should I not guide you something? إن فعلتموه. If you were to do it, it will cause you to love one another. The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said, أفشوا السلام. Give the salam. Don't only give people salam to people you know, people from your community, from your nationality. أفشوا السلام. Give the salam to everybody from different communities, different, so long as they're Muslims, give them the salam. And this is one of the things the non-Muslims, they envy you for more than anything. They only see you giving each other salam. How many a times I've been on a train in England by myself and a brother walks on, they could see this brother, we're not the same complexion, the same nationality, and I'm sitting on a crowded train, and he comes up to me and says, Salaamu Alaikum. The rest of the people, they look in envy, subhanAllah. These two don't know each other. But yet, it just came in on the train, salamu alaykum. And we start to speak. Give the salam. Practice this brotherhood. Practice, take these practical steps. And like I said, anyone that makes this statement, even as a joke, even as this, you need to refute them immediately. These are the practical steps we could take. We pray Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and remove this disease from our hearts and from our community and every other disease of the heart. Amen. ربنا لا تزغ قلوبنا بعد إذ هديتنا وهب لنا من لدنك رحمة إنك أنت الوهاب الله سبحانه وتعالى as order as order in the Quran he began this order with himself then the angels and you the believers in Allah سبحانه وتعالى إن الله ملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك